Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast devoted to learning about, caring for, and empowering the energy within, with your host, Kema England. This episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast is brought to you by the Kamali Temple. Now, especially if you're feeling inspired after listening to this exciting podcast where we explore the fascinating and empowering practice of Reiki, the Kamali Temple offers virtual Reiki practitioner trainings that are available for you to sign up now. These are one-on-one trainings that allow for personalized guidance and support that best serve your growth and expansion. So go ahead, check out the kamalitemple.com slash book dash online, T-H-E, K-A-M-A-L-I-T-E-M-P-L-E dot com slash B-O-O-K dash O-N-L-I-N-E. Welcome back to the Honor Your Aura podcast, everyone. I have such an exciting episode to share with you today, and this episode is featuring a few of my Reiki students. I was inspired to feature them on the Honor Your Aura podcast because I find it to be so valuable when we can really put a conversation, put words to energy and to healing practices. So they really open up and get vulnerable and honest about their personal journey, about their experiences, how they're currently working with Reiki, and we just demystify a lot of the often elusive concepts that weave their way into holistic healing. One of the important things that we touch upon is the ability that Reiki has to move through time and space. So it is not bound by the physical linear 3D limitations, which is what makes it so incredibly healing, so incredibly powerful, and most importantly at this time where we're navigating lockdown and quarantine and these physical 3D rules and regulations, we do have an empowering practice that we can offer healing energy to ourselves, uh, to others, and to the planet. So, so currently through the Kamali Temple, I offer regular one-on-one distance or virtual healing sessions that are a really magical and unique blend of Reiki energy healing, crystals paired with my intuitive abilities that really help to support you wherever you are on your path right now. And it could be for something specific. It could be for spiritual growth. It can be just overall self-care. Now, furthermore, I am also offering ongoing one-on-one Reiki training. So if you feel inspired at the end of this training that this is something you'd like to explore for yourself, Reiki is a wonderful place to start. Now, my virtual Reiki trainings are an opportunity for you to work with me one-on-one so you get personalized support and guidance as you move through this practice. The way that I have the Reiki program set up is that it really caters to your schedule and 
allows for the time frame that really suits your best needs and interests. So each training, there's four in total, there's never any pressure or expectation to do any more than one if you don't want to. Level one gives you the tools to offer Reiki to yourself and others immediately. So each training is about four to five hours and that can be done in one day or split up over the course of a few days. And some people take about a a month or two to integrate in between before moving on to the next level if that's what calls to them or if that's what calls to you and only you will know as you start to experience this for yourself. Furthermore, there's no expectation to become a Reiki practitioner if you do a Reiki training. So many of my students just want to gain a better understanding of energy. They want to learn tools to empower and care for themselves. They know that they perhaps have family members or pets that could really use some healing energy. So there's really no expectation and Reiki can be woven into your life in any way. You don't have to take it on as a profession. Just know that it will certainly enhance your life, whatever you are finding this chapter of your life to be and whatever chapter of life you happen to be in the future. So if you have any questions about this, please don't hesitate to reach out either through my website or through the contact details that are included in the show notes. So I will leave you there and bring you on to the interview with my beloved students and I'll see you over there. All right. So welcome back, everyone. Today is a really special day on the Honor Your Aura podcast because I have some of my past Reiki students and friends that are here to share their experience, their experience with Reiki, with our training, with their own journey, and how these practices, these teachings have woven their way into their lives. So I'm excited not only to connect with them, but hear a bit about how their journey has evolved since the last time we've connected. And, you know, one of the the big inspirations for this kind of episode is to just create a, a conversation around not only Reiki, but energy and what I consider to be the more unseen aspects of our life, which we are all interacting with all the time. And because we don't have a normal dialogue or context for them, they can be incredibly elusive. But what I find to be this really secret um, superpower that we all have and the more that we can talk about it, the more we can make it real. I find the more that we can all access it. And truly it doesn't matter if you're trained in Reiki or not, you are an energetic being who is embodying energy and radiating energy all the time. And so too, we all have the ability, whether we've been trained in Reiki or not to offer healing energy to ourselves each other to the planet at any time. So um, my hope is just that this opens a door for you in whatever and whatever way you need to receive it and and know that Reiki can 
really serve anyone, anywhere, no matter how spiritual you think you are, no matter what you do for work or don't do for work, um, it, it shows up and can show up and work its way into your life in a variety of ways. I know that so many students, you know, perhaps go on to see clients, but many are just using it as a tool to better understand and care for themselves energetically. And it shows up and can ripple into your life um, in, in every way. So it doesn't have to look a certain way. You don't have to be a certain way. And, and let's just get that conversation going. So here we have Maria, Ryan, and, and Lauren to, to share really from their heart, um, their experience. So what, how I'd like to kick it off is just for each of you to give just a little intro who you are and what I'd love to hear first off is any, you know, and it might be, this could be obviously just the whole conversation, but you know, how Reiki, your, your relationship to Reiki has changed your life. And so I'll just stop, uh, start, we'll just go in alphabetical order. So if Lauren, I'll just kick it off with you, if that's cool. How Reiki has changed my life. Yeah. If it has. (laughs) That's a (laughs) big big question. Yeah. And, And this will like, you know, this will, it kind of expand through the whole conversation, but if you can just think, I know for myself, um, when the second that I signed up for the Reiki, for Reiki training, my first Reiki training, it was like, I could feel my life shifting in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's, if there's any way that I'm, and cause it's still happening, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still happening. But if, if you can in just kind of s- summarize the ways that you can no- noticeably detect how this practice has created some positive shifts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to share about that. And uh, there's one story that I often share because uh, I think it is something that a lot of women perhaps struggle with um, and never, and it, it's often not talked about or um, so for me, I'll just dive right into the heart of it. Go for it. My, I was living in North Carolina and now here in Bishop, California. And this was probably eight years ago. And I, I knew nothing about Reiki or subtle, subtle, um, subtle energies for that matter. And I found myself um, struggling with not having a period. And that went on for about one year. And so I was in many ways desperate for solutions. And I think I found a Groupon for Reiki. And I just booked with this woman, bless her. And I didn't even tell her that because that was such a secret to me really at that time. And so I didn't tell her that that was my issue, but I had alluded, I was having digestive stuff going on and I had one session with this woman and she 
put her hands over my abdomen and I was just trying to relax really. And (laughs) my period came before I left the building. Full body chills. (laughs) Yeah. I Reiki, Reiki was very, very real for me in that moment. And I didn't fully understand what had happened, but I knew that something shifted for me and it was a sense of relaxing and breathing into a region that perhaps I I hadn't in a while. And, you know, not everybody's experience with Reiki, I understand is so kind of like black and white, if so to speak in that moment for me, but I, I think I needed it to show up in that way for me to truly believe if you will. And since then, Reiki has, I mean, the question, <laughs> it's, it's so vast, Reiki, every day, feeling into my body and the messages that are really there when you tune in is the greatest shift um, for me overall in my life. Yes, that's yeah. beautiful. Wow. That's really beautiful. And I, I love... I mean, that whole story, but also the, the, the key tool that it gives us to, or the permission rather that it gives us to tune in to our body and know that we have the ability to listen, to feel, to see, to connect to what our body is communicating. And so I love that it has given you that lifelong connection that is truly transformative because I'm sure we've all gone through those periods of life where we felt disconnected from our Mm -hmm. body, a certain aspect of our body, a certain aspect of our life and feeling stuck or confused or out of control or not even realizing that we're operating that way. I didn't like, I remember distinct times in my life and this was after I don't know, four years of practicing Reiki where I actually had this moment where I was like, I feel pretty good in my body now, (laughs) you know, just that re-entry in and then comes the whole journey of, well, now that I'm in my body, (laughs) there's a responsibility and how am I going to take care of it? How am I going to listen to it and be okay with being sensitive to myself first? you know? And so thank you for that vulnerable and honest. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lauren. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's there for me as a, as a reminder. Yes. Wow. Yes. So can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Lauren, are you healthier now that you're doing Reiki on a daily basis, on a regular basis? Oh yeah. I mean, since then it returned and all is well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always using Reiki for any time I <laughs> have menstrual pains and things, but you know, my, my period came back, it came back. And, wow. um, yeah, there was, I think there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't willing to look at and, um, quite frankly, digest and release. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't even know it. And I, that's probably the biggest message in what you were hitting on Kama is that I, I just didn't, I didn't know until I knew. Um, Right. And, and to make that connection because so often until we have an, whether it's the experience or we pick up that book, 
we we're not taught that there could be an energetic an emotional a mental underlying force to what is expressing itself or not expressing itself physically and kudos to you for see you know seeing the group on following that inner guidance that was there mm-hmm. to allow for that experience to unfold in the way that it did and i often find you know that clients will book and and they'll say i don't really know why i'm here you know and because they they did have somewhere underneath it all had an intuitive guidance and then obviously the experience speaks for itself and as you know it's always it's in a different way every single time and for you that was the experience that you had that first time and then i know for me it never gets boring every time i'm giving a session or receiving a session it's going to be different and i think that in their lives an aspect of the magic as well. So Maria, totally. I'd love to hear yeah. from you. How yeah. I know that you've shared with me some really positive yeah. shifts and changes. So if you could put them into yeah. words and I would love to Sure. Well, um, I got into Reiki uh, in 2019, January, I had a hip replacement. So after years of being a runner, and a soccer player and a yoga instructor, um, I kind of like had to tone it down. And I saw that Kama was uh, having a Reiki one and two at pilgrimage. So I decided, you know, this is gonna be good for me. I wanna try something new. It's gonna be chill. And I just wanna see where this goes. So I went to, uh, in May of 2019 and June of 2019, I went to Reiki's one and two and it was just wonderful. I just felt a connection with this, the spirit, the people. It just really resonated with me. Um, it helped with my hip. I could feel my hip when I got sore. I was self-healing myself, but it didn't stop there. Uh, gradually through the summer, I started feeling this inner guidance what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Why am I here? Why, why do I need this? Why do I need that? Why do I need these people? I decided to make a move 2,500 miles east after living in San Diego for, thir- for 29 years I, and working at my same job for 18 years, I decided I, I need more. I'm, I'm in my fifties. I got to start living a life and growing. So I could feel that inner guidance. And I, I know if I hadn't done my Reiki attunement before that, I'd probably still be in, in San Diego, which, you know, isn't a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm attributing to it, to Reiki and I do my Reiki every day. I do my prayer in the morning, prayer at night, because I'm so grateful. And it's actually Reiki. It just helped me live my truth. Mm. So wow. here I am. That's absolutely amazing. And the way that I love that, A, you kind of started with the, phys- the physical. 
yeah. and how that led you to a deeper discovery mm-hmm. of yourself and of your, yeah. your intuition. And that opened the door for you to really listen and to move away from, you know, and I think I know for myself, it certainly uh, catapulted a ton of change and, Mm -hmm. and that kind of deep and, and what comes with that, you know, even though, you know, you, you can see that vision of, a brighter future, but the, uh, there can be certainly some of those kind of growing pains or fears. And I give you so much credit for having the vision, having the intuitive feeling, and then making the, the actual changes to allow yourself to live out. Yeah. It's very empowering. And and now I'm still experiencing changes with jobs and, and things like that. And, um, you know, I do live by myself, so it's just a lot of me time and a lot of empowerment. When changes come along, I'm not afraid. I'm just very accepting. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And how beautiful, because I think that that's another gift, not only of Reiki, but when we come into a relationship that there is more than the physical, I find at least it can serve as such a wonderful reassurance when the physical reality um, is presenting its challenges or its uncertainties to know that there is something bigger at play and that there is something bigger that is actually holding you and supporting you, whatever the physical reality is presenting at, at that chapter, that day, that given moment. So, wow, that is, I just, I love that. And I love um, watching your, your journey unfold. And I think that that, that also just taking that step, you know, we can feel intuitively called to do anything, but that still requires a, a faith in that, which has not yet been made manifest. Mm -hmm. In the unknown. And I think that that is so incredibly empowering because it's you having faith and belief in you and Mm -hmm. knowing that you are held and supported whatever, whatever evolves from these, the series of choices that you've made. I know. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you for that. So Ryan, I would love to, to hear from you. What, uh, what have you noticed in your life from making that first choice to, t- to um, take your first Reiki training? So many things. I I found Reiki after I went through a very, very, very awful breakup. And that's how I found Kema. And Kema, I've said this to you before, but I truly feel like it was divine intervention that I found you because since then it has just been such a ripple effect for me. And it has been the number one thing that has gotten me through COVID because when COVID hit, I decided to take my first Reiki training. It was something new and exciting for me. And since then, really in over the last year, I have been on this journey to find myself because for a while at my nine to five job, I was just feeling so lost. Like, is this what I really want to do? And then after finding Reiki, it, I, I came to realize that 
it's not about my job because I put so much of my identity into my job, but Reiki helped me come out of that and really determine that my purpose in life is to help other people. And so since taking the Reiki training, the reason I decided to do the Reiki training is because through helping others, I help myself. And the people that I have met since I've started, I offer, I mean, I do Reiki on other people now. I found myself in, it sounds odd, but I found myself in this Facebook community that has given me a a path to connect with all of these people. And it has just been so incredible to connect with these people and their energies and my energy. And it has, it has given me a, a newfound sense of purpose and it has done wonders for my mental health as well, because it gives me an opportunity to take a break from my day. And I have to connect within myself in order to connect with people who I am practicing on. And it has just given me a new way to center myself and just give me that time to connect with myself and connect with others. And it's just been so incredible to just find this, this new thing that, like I said, has, has just given me, I truly feel like it's my, it's my new purpose. And that's just been incredible for me. Wow. That's, that's really wonderful. Thank you, Ryan. I, there are so many things that you said that I, that I would love to expand on because the the purpose aspect is so is so huge and i think whether or not we're saying okay my purpose is being a reiki practitioner it's it's reiki i think allows you this this doorway to understanding the whole i mean yes there's still great mystery but really the whole of who you are and in that discovery it doesn't matter what your profession is, whether you're a Reiki practitioner or whatever it is that you do for work, it actually infuses more life, more understanding, more fullness into whatever that is. I Absolutely. You know, it moves into your relationships where things in a relationship might have felt a little more linear, a little more physical. And then all of a sudden you bring in this greater understanding not only the understanding, but paired with the, the experience of caring for this totality, it mm-hmm. can only enrich and, and open up, you know, these doors of, of understanding and experiencing more, more yes. really in every, in every moment. And I, and I know for me there that I can relate. And like, I think you touched upon the mental health aspect because life felt really confusing before mm-hmm. I had a context for this moreness that, that, you know, that Reiki alludes to that, I, you know, it was like, I don't feel like I fit here. And and I know that there was a lot of wanting to check out. There was a lot of frustration. There was even like anger because what I like this puzzle piece that I was like, felt like I was supposed to fit into mm-hmm. just didn't, just didn't fit. And that man, that came out in so many different, different ways until that, that ticket to freedom for me that came with with Reiki. And it was like all of these light bulbs going off of, 
oh my gosh, this is what I've been experiencing up until this point. And now I, there's so many, so many doors opened to, yeah. and, and it created a, um, yeah, that, that space for mental health, not only in the, me- like there's the mental health aspect of just caring for the mind and the emotions, right? Like mm-hmm. knowing that because Reiki isn't saying, oh, you know, life is perfect now. And, right. you know, and it's this, <clears throat> you know, it's like now that we're aligned with our spiritual beingness, like everything's cool. We're like above it all. No, it's that, you know, it's the the companion for being human, for being here to learn our lessons, to go through our experiences, to make our choices. Um, so there's that caring for the mental side. And then there's the 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 freedom for the mind that comes from whoa i don't have to operate in this way and that part of you there is a part of all of us that knows that there is more and and reiki i think provides such a relatable and kind of easy to to understand context to this this greater fullness of of who we are because yeah. we're not taught about our mind right funny enough you know we've got this whole operating system never mind our subconscious mind that's running the show yet we have to pay and go to school to understand ourselves mentally and maybe receive the insight that we actually need to apply it to our lives and then of course the emotional body is it's a whole other, you know, huge aspect. I mean, this, it can, I mean, this could be its own episode because I find myself to be in a constant state of, you know, WTF because it's, we're not only, not only we're not taught about our mind, but taught about our emotions when mental health is this huge, like huge, pandemic even of itself because we're not even told about these aspects of who we are never mind how to care for them show up for them and that they're a part they're a part of our entire reality from the moment that we emerge into this physical form to the moment that we transcend it so i i find that yeah that reiki just shows up in in each of those levels the physical you know as we've already expressed the mental the emotional Mm -hmm. And then we have this, this beautiful entry into the spiritual. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So with that being said, I'd, I'd love if we could just um, create a conversation around how Reiki shows up for us just in our daily flow. I know for myself, you know, <clears throat> first thing in the morning, it's just been my my thing to just place my hands on my body. And that's my time to just really fill up and come into a connection to, to that flow of energy to myself energetically. And that filling of the cup, I like to say, before I move into, um, you know, whatever else the morning ritual has in store, and then of course, into the day, but I find that it has become a way of life. You know, I've tried just keeping my Reiki practice like in the, (laughs) my, in the morning, you know, I'm like, okay, Reiki's there. And then I go and I do my other things. And 
And it's like over time, it was like, mm-mm you know, and it shows up and how I feel energetically when I think like, oh, my Reiki practice is just going to stay in that time frame, And then I try to like, you know, do these other things, but really it's, it's an, it's an embodied energy and an honoring of energy and the exchange of energy that's occurring all the time, all the time. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you if you um, do have particular rituals, what that looks like. And if you've also found that, okay, yeah, I have that time for Reiki, but where else does it show up? And that could be at work. It could be relationships. It could be cooking food, whatever that looks like for you. I would love, I would love to hear. Well, for me, it's, it's when I'm in the shower. Sorry. It's, it's, it's when I'm in the shower. It, it just kind of hits me when I'm in the shower because it's truly the only time of day that I have 100% to myself. I don't have my phone anywhere near me. I'm not thinking about my phone because you can't use your phone in the shower and I'm not working. I'm not taking care of any responsibilities except for just myself. And so some almost every time I'm in the shower ever since I, uh, I think it was really ever since um, late summer, probably where it really started to become really prevalent for me in my practice. I just would find myself just standing there in the shower with my hands on my chest. And it's like three minutes later, I kind of snap back from it. I'm like, Oh, that was just exactly what I needed. Just a little bit of time to myself. But I also find in moments of stress in my daily life, I, remind myself to just take a step back and, um, you know, do some breathing that allows me to, to let the Reiki just flow. It's like, I just kind of get little like zings of reminders where it's like, Hey, you know what, take a step back, um, let it flow and then get back to what you're doing. And that's just been really helpful for me. Yeah. And what I, what that just sparked in me as you were talking was, I find that you know, only, I always say only we can be the living proof that it works, you know? Right. And, and so I'm, I'm curious, Ryan, if you could put into words, you know, what, when you decide, you know, to take that moment when you know, okay, I, maybe things are feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling stressed or whatever it is that you're experiencing where you're getting that intuition. Like I need to take a little Reiki break. I need to take a moment for myself. How, what is that energetic shift? Can you verbalize it that, you know, wow, that time that I just spent to reconnect to place my hands on my body made a difference. I think it just, it, to try to put it into words, it, it's like, Sometimes if I'm sitting at my desk and I'm working, it's like, I feel like I hit a wall. And whenever I feel like I hit a wall, that tells me that I need to make some kind of shift. And so to bring it for me, the Reiki just helps me bring awareness back into the moment and helps me ground myself. Because sometimes if I start to get that stressed, overwhelming feeling, it's like your feet start to kind of figuratively come off the ground. And so once I hit that wall. And I'm like, you know what? Time to take a step back. Time to bring yourself back. And even if it's 30 seconds and afterwards, it's like, it just kind of brings me back into the moment rather than just kind of flying off the handle or having that, you know, that just icky feeling when 
you're not, when you know that you're not in the headspace that you want to be in. And it just kind of snaps me back into it. I don't really know how to describe it. It just, it makes me feel grounded. Yeah. No, I think that you, you described it beautifully. And what I, what I love about that is a, it's amazing to me. It amazes me every time how quickly when the moment that we set that intention, that we are going to step away and take that time for ourselves. You're so right. Even in 30 seconds, (laughs) radical shift can take place. Mm -hmm. And what I also love what you expressed is the, to be aware. I know I like so many times just to aware, to be aware and to acknowledge, wow, I'm feeling this way. I am feeling either whether it's ungrounded, I feel like I've hit a wall. Sometimes it's like acknowledging that I'm tired and, or that I need a break to just simply acknowledge your body is sending you a signal and to respond and acknowledge it rather than what we can so often do, which can be this program, which is, wow, I'm feeling tired or feeling drained. So I'm going to pile on (laughs) something even more that's not going to serve me, you know, like whether it's maybe like overloading on caffeine or what all the things that we can then want to do to maybe numb out the Mm -hmm. overwhelm, to numb out the stress, to numb out that feeling of being blocked and to actually have something that feels good that's within our power to create that shift rather than because so many of our um kind of like self-sabotaging habits and patterns and behaviors come from wanting to bypass or numb the the discomforts that come from just you know being human and and to know that we actually have something that could not only be proactive, but feel good. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think you did a great job of putting that into words. Thanks. <laughs> Lauren, if you'd like to share. Yeah, I was, I was going to add, and Ryan, I love that. That's beautiful. Like on this, you know, how does it show up on a day to day level? And I would add too, um, because I know we have so many friends listening who maybe this is their introduction to this thing that we call Reiki. And um, for me, and often I see in my clients that it can really be um, on a macro cosmic level, seasonal, if you will, right? So um, what I mean by that, and again, I can share my experience, which is I first just received Reiki um, you know, from this woman in North Carolina, who I still have so much gratitude for. And then after moving to the West coast, still just, just going and just carving out that time for myself to even attune to the subtle energy that we're, that we're talking about right now. It's, I think it can be easy. I'm air quoting here for us to sit and say, Oh, well, this is how I'm experiencing it day to day, because we're so immersed and in tuned, we've had our attunements and to, for, you know, someone who might be listening, who's just trying to figure out what this, the subtle energy of Reiki is, is, you know, these seasons could look like you just receiving and figuring that out and feeling it, feeling the feelings in your body. 
uh, when, to your point, Cayman, we're so taught to just numb out. And then um, for me, that, that journey changed as I decided to dive a little deeper. And I just was hungry for knowledge and understanding as I did the Reiki trainings and, um, and then was in a season of service. And I felt really, I, I had filled up my cup. I was feeling healthy and well, and I was ready to be in service and to help other people connect into that. And then I went into a different season of my life now that I moved from um, San Diego, which is how I met these lovely ladies here um, and moved to Bishop. And I, I own a small studio there, Sierra Shanti. And, and so my, my focus shifted and, and then the Reiki practice for me became very, you know, daily, not that it's not always there daily, um, but needing to fill up my cup again so that I could run the small business. And it's always, it's always an ever-changing state, I find, um, on that macrocosmic level of where you're at with it. And then on, on the ability to tap into it day to day and strengthen your sense of self really is a prime benefit for me. Yeah. And I, and to be able to modify and adapt again to what your needs are, and that might look yeah, at certain time periods that it is more about the self and to be able to respond in that way and know and give ourselves the freedom to know that we're changing creatures, you know, and that what worked for us at one certain point in our journey might not work at another point in our journey. I know that my practices have certainly evolved as I have changed and evolved, you know, and whether that's what the ritual looks like, what, you know, the time frame. I remember, you know, and I think especially when we first, um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis, I think, now on creating these rituals and, you know, morning self-care. And for me, yeah, morning for self-care is the best and and but how that looks has evolved just like yoga just like all of you know meditation it's it's evolved in such a way where i just tune in what body mind what do you need and even though i have that okay i know i'm placing my hands on my body first thing but then how i'm going to move my body how i'm going to let my body express in that time that i've set for myself I give it the freedom, you know, I think that, and, and I know that that for everyone, it can be different. I find that if I were to look at even what Lauren's routine is or what Maria's routine is or what Ryan's routine is and to say, you know, that's, you know, that works for them. So it's going to work for me. You there would always be a disconnect. And I think that that is, that happens quite a bit in, um, in when we are when we do embark on saying oh i want to i want to i'm interested in spirituality or i'm interested in in meditation i'm interested in these practices and then we try to apply someone it works for someone else to our own yeah. experience and so i love um what you touched upon about just tuning into tuning into yourself and and what whether that is seasonally or um on a daily basis to know that that it that it will change and that your body you eventually attune to whether you're a reiki practitioner or not you attune to your own feeling energy and it's it's like building a, a muscle you know it's because we're not taught about it um 
it's got to be something that we just show up for through our intention and and over time we get to know it you know and i think that even the same goes for reiki i know at first when you know you and this might have been different for each of you but you know you you you're like okay i'm i'm doing this reiki training i'm now attuned to this energy and you know so often i find with students they're like is it working am i is this really happening and you you know you have that relationship and then over time you get to know the subtlety you get to know what how that energy is moving through you what your body is actually calling for and so it's not something that necessarily hits like this big lightning bolt and all of a sudden you you're like getting these rushes of energy and know what to do with them or know exactly what your body is expressing in every given moment but there is such a a wiser gentler flow with it all that is even attuning each of us individually to get to know ourselves. It's not gonna give us this big blast that we can't handle. It's very, there's like a spiritual strategy that our higher self, our support team knows that's going to create the most sustainability because that's what it's all about. I know that I'm sure you've all experienced it with yoga. I know I've totally created burnout even though you're like this, this thing is, that's, it's supposed to give me energy, you know, but we're like, but we can misuse it when we're not approaching it from that listening standpoint, from that sustainability standpoint, it's not supposed to um, take our energy away. It's supposed to nourish, Mm -hmm. fuel our energy. And again, there can be a learning curve there. Sometimes we have to go so far in one direction to say like, whoa, this isn't working and that I actually, each of us has um, the power of choice to, to really shape that energetic exchange again in one that is nourishing and, and fulfilling. So thank you for putting that into to words, Lauren. Maria, how is it, how is Reiki showing up for you on the daily? On a daily basis, uh, well, I have my morning ritual. I do my Reiki prayer in the morning and do my meditation uh, before I get out of bed. And that sets the tone for my day. I just feel I've taken Reiki with me on my journey to Ohio. And it has established a connection. Because I don't know anybody here except for the people I work with. when I moved here in February, uh, March, we went on the COVID lockdown. So I didn't, I couldn't really meet anybody or go out or anything except for the place I was working at at the time. Cause we, we didn't work from home. And um, so I had a job change and I'm in a job. I really, really enjoy something I've never done before, but, and because I'm by myself, I feel like I have the strength to have an interconnection with people at all levels, whether it's on the phone or a coworker or friends and family that are thousands of miles away. I'm doing some distance Reiki with my cousin who lives in Louisiana. She has breast cancer and is going through chemo. And so she's very receptive about my distance Reiki uh, once a week with her. That's wonderful for both of us. And I think it's just helped me on so many levels socially, especially in this Mm -hmm. time that we're all living in. 
where we can't be physically connected, but Reiki is just strengthening my connection in all ways with all people. Yes. So true. I can completely relate to that. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think that it does, it brings so much into whether it be the work, the family, the friendships, the awareness that it's all an energetic exchange. It's all an energetic exchange. And that when we, I find that when we come to honor and care for ourselves energetically, we, it inherently creates more of a, not only a groundedness, but you, you realize that you have that ability to impact just vibrationally. You don't have to be saying anything profound or even offering Reiki to know that your energy is making a difference for yourself Mm -hmm. first and foremost, but just by being who you are, caring for yourself, plopping yourself anywhere, you, your energy is making a difference. And I love that you touched upon sending Reiki at a distance because that has been truly, you know, it's Reiki's already this gift, but especially at this time yeah. where we are being, you know, kind of bound by time and space in the physical linear reality. But at least from what I've been seeing, um, it's act, this whole time has actually opened up this huge spiritual portal for um, the growth of, of like spiritually for humanity, because you now, okay, if these things are on lockdown, what do I have the, the mm-hmm. freedom to explore and experience? And therein lies energy and it moves through time and space. That's the that's the the healing prowess that it is not bound by physicality. When we're talking about Reiki, we're talking about subtle energy. We're talking about energy that's moving faster than the speed of light. Right. And that's what makes its impact on the parts of us that are moving on at the slower spectrum so profound. And, and it's incredibly helpful, you know, for those that are listening and that are curious about, you know, not only how do I bring this into my life, but how it serves and enhances the lives of others, especially those that are going through uh, the, you know, those tougher chapters of their life experience. I know that it has been certainly a companion, um, you know, during those times and you, and you feel like you can actually do something, you know, so often when we hear about the suffering of others or the world, there can be a, that disempowerment where you just wish that there was something that you could do. And through Reiki, you know, in level two, especially it focuses on how, how we can send Reiki through time and space. And that could be someone that you know, that could be someone like your experience. And it can also be sending Reiki to anyone, anywhere across the globe, in the universe, and through time and space, you know, that you can send Reiki to a past version of you. You can send Reiki to something that you're scared about in the future. So, to know that we have this ability to, to, to empower ourselves through that 
channel to say, this is not bound by physicality. This is not bound by time and space. And I have this, this superpower that transcends that and can offer healing energy to something that at once, one time would have um, taken my energy away or felt incredibly disempowering. Very cool. So what I'd love to hear about, you know, we talk about all these wonderful ways that Reiki has enhanced our life. Uh, I know for myself, it has also um, brought up some challenges, some growing pains. And so if I would love to hear from you, uh, what if there has been anything that has been a, ch a challenge or a growing pain, I know for myself, um, when I first, you know, I was intuitively called to do a Reiki training and knew there was a part of me that knew um, that it, it was, it was my path. But once I signed up for that Reiki training, you know, in my mind, I was like, you know, it's like all of these rainbows, you know, in my future of, of what this is going to look like. And then it was like, whoosh, that surge of, oh my God, this is what needs to, like, this is how my life is now changing. And that was really tough. It was tough to um, have to let things go. It was mm -hmm. tough to change certain habits. It was, it was um, challenging to uh, feel again. <laughs> even though that would, that eventually turns out to be a gift, um, but to become, to come into a relationship with feeling, with sensitivity, with listening, uh, felt like a lot. And because of the ways in which I had shut down or blocked things out to, again, eventually flourishes into the best gift. But in that transition, which can come in a variety of different ways and chapters, um, certainly uh, wasn't the easiest. So I would, if you guys have anything to share along those lines, I'd love to hear from you. Well, yeah, I definitely do. And Kama, you and I have talked about this in the past where it's kind of, it, there's, it's kind of twofold. First and foremost, it's, when I first started, I, for me, meditation itself is something that I'm continuing to practice. And I find my mind wandering because when I'm giving Reiki, whether it's to myself or somebody else, because it's such a present moment, it's so easy for me to find my mind wandering. So bringing my, my mind back into focus to the here and now and to what my, my goal is in the moment can be difficult for me. However, it's something that I'm finding myself getting better with every day. And then the other thing um, was because this has been such a huge part of my mental health journey, it's very easy for me to put my focus into other people. And it's very easy for me to forget to take time to do Reiki for myself. Since I have gone through my level two and level three training, that has also really improved and I'm finding so much more time for myself, but it's something that I have to constantly remind myself because I'm so much more inclined to want to help others before I help myself. And so that's really part of the big picture of Reiki for me is using it as a means of my own self-care and not just helping other people use it as their forms of self-care. So that's something that I'm just continuing to 
keep at the forefront of my mind as I am continuing through my practice. Yes. Oh, you touched on some really good ones there, Ryan, because yeah, that, that is definitely common that, um, that desire to, to give before you give to yourself. And that just kind of, you know, eventually we're going to keep receiving the message, um, by how we feel that we can't give without, um, making that time. And it's imperative, you know, it's like, you wouldn't want to take a yoga class from a yoga teacher that wasn't, practicing yoga, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, and your energy speaks for itself in that, in that regard. And then as far as the meditation goes, yeah, there, that there, I find that many, many people feel that they, you know, in essence, struggle with meditation, but ultimately it's just about spending time with yourself and, and opening that door to, to listening and to feeling and to, to being, being okay with, with, um, with where you are, but yeah, certainly Reiki and meditation do, do go hand in hand and, um, and any way that you're kind of feeling like the mind perhaps is, um, being distracted during a session, but just knowing that there's, we're not asking for, um, for perfection, you know, when you're mm-hmm. a practitioner and, or in it, whatever, um, way that you are bringing this into your life, uh, it's, it's just going to show up and everyone's on their own journey with it. And if, you know, <clears throat> coming into a relationship with your mind is, is an aspect of it, but really it's, it's a relationship and, and knowing that, you know, with that, with the practice, with the self-care, just like everything else, um, it evolves and, and transforms. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. Anyone else, any challenges or struggles that have come your way? I would just um, kind of echo what Ryan was speaking to, which is especially as you um, start to see see clients and if, if you're taking that, that pathway, um, and there's a financial exchange involved in that, um, definitely the space of being in service, truly feeling that on an energetic level and holding personal professional boundaries, Mm -hmm. uh, can be a huge challenge in wanting to give, right. And wanting to give and, and uh, yeah, just echoing you. And I think that's something that I hear a lot of. And maybe Maria, you can speak more to that. But um, that's definitely an experience that it's it's been good for me to have because it has strengthened my my boundaries so that I can actually truly better be in service versus um, running myself dry energetically yeah. with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is such a, a big, a big piece of it because we all have that desire to help and to be of service, but the boundaries with oneself um, come first and foremost with what we say yes and what we say no to and, and knowing that, yeah, filling up our of, of first priority, but it is, I, I know that I was apprehensive um, until I knew I kind of had to do it, you know, I, but to, to make Reiki, Reiki, to make energy work, to make yoga. Um, when, when I was teaching yoga, my profession, because I felt like that was that, that exchange, um, when you're, when you're relying on it for your livelihood, when you're relying on it for, um, you know, to live for money to, and, and to remain, um, true to, 
<laughs> to the essence, you know, because you're not, you can't sell, you know, you're not selling your energy. You're not, you can't sell. Um, and, and that can sometimes create that uh, unhealthy energetic exchange when that is your relying force. But I, from what I have found is that I think that we can all be the, um, the creator of that for ourselves and what that looks like. I know that I, again, like teaching yoga, I was, I had certainly gotten to myself to a point of energetic drain and depletion. And I had to say, okay, is it that I'm not supposed to teach yoga anymore? Or is it that I need to create boundaries with myself and reframe how I'm approaching um, this as a profession? You know, it doesn't have to look any particular way. And I think that we all have the ability to create that for ourselves and to come together as practitioners and really set a precedent for what this looks like. I think, I mean, I could go down rabbit holes of what I feel like the yoga industry has done to the energy of yoga teachers in terms of fair exchange. But as far as practitioners, you know, we, we create that, we create that and to create that, to know that there is a, a huge value. And I think that that's where our job as practitioners really um, comes together as a, as a unified voice because energy work, energy healing, caring for ourselves in that way is not an ingrained value in our society. And we are here to instill that because it is, and it, and it must be, in my opinion. Like, amen. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Maria. Well, um, with me, I've had a little bit of uncertainty probably the past six months. Um, I moved to Ohio, found a job, didn't worked for five months, didn't really like the job. It was just basically to get me into Ohio. It wasn't anything that was going to be long-term. So I found another job right away and it was working from home, all online training in the medical field, which I have done for, for 18 years. Didn't like it after two weeks, couldn't get the training down. So um, I bowed out. And I think in that case, I was being gentle with myself and I was accepting. I was unemployed for two weeks, but my cousin would say, you know, you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. And, and that, that just made me uh, be my creator <laughs> of myself because she felt I knew what I was doing and I held out for, I went, I hit the pavement. I went on interview after interview after interview, finally found a position that I really, really love, doesn't pay a whole bunch, doesn't have benefits, but you know what? It's for me and I'm accepting and I was gentle with myself during times of uncertainty. And I think it's gonna be a place that I'm gonna really love and advance in this company. Wow, I, I love that so much because isn't it amazing how Reiki has given you the tools to know what is resonant with yeah. your vibration, with your desires, with your needs. And this shows up all the time, moving away from the shoulds 
the what mm-hmm. makes logical sense, you know, and if when we go that route, there's always going to be that sliver of energy that we can feel that doesn't yeah. feel quite whole. And right. we can do this in like, look, we can do this in relationships. We can do this with jobs. We can do this with making choices on a daily basis. And it might not make the logical sense in that moment. But if we are giving ourselves the permission to have those series of yeses and nos, because we know somewhere inside what that, what the feeling of what our soul needs. Right. Living our truth. And, and being okay with that space, that mm-hmm. space in between that requires so much faith and trust so that we don't just grasp onto something to fulfill because those as we know, it's going to, life is going to keep presenting us with it, or we're going to keep hitting those dead ends. If that's the the path that we keep deciding to take. I know that I've approached that in a variety of different, different ways in my life. And only, and only, you know, and that's the beautiful thing only, you know, and I think too, if you're, if you're working with a practitioner, that's something really important to keep in mind is, you know, they, they're there, as a river guide, if you will. Um, but only you can really, you know, and steer your path. And that can be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Reiki is not magic. We all feel this on some level, this knowing, and it's, uh, it's being vulnerable with yourself to listen. So yes. And it can be that, you know, that hand to hold, so to speak, as you are embarking in that great unknown. And, you know, I always say as well, you know, when someone comes for a Reiki session, I love that you just said that, Lauren, because it's a co-creation process. You know, we can facilitate and hold space, but ultimately it is your soul that is coming in and asking to be explored and expressed and it's you then getting in touch with those inner feelings within yourself to create your own series of yeses and nos that eventually align with your fullest expression. And there, there really isn't, um, you know, even if we are being divinely guided, intuitively guided, it doesn't mean that again, we're being guided into this only a bed of roses. It's to say, I am still being guided and led like, you know, Lauren, you being guided and led to make your move, right? That even though you knew this is part of my path, this is what I'm being guided and driven to do. That doesn't mean that you got like a free ticket from the other ups and downs that come along with it, right? The fears, the insecurities, all the things I'm sure. And to then, but to know that you have this support, which I consider Reiki to be this, uh, this handhold through the process. That's absolutely right. And um, thank you for speaking to that move because that was huge for me. Um, Early 20s to move across country, knowing one person in San Diego, and I was moving for deeper healing on a soul level. And that was the only thing um, that really just kept me going because I knew. I knew. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I didn't break down crying. across the country in my car but um and here we are here we are today and it's been a beautiful unfolding yeah same I I did the same exact thing picked up and moved and 
It's mm-hmm. like, and I think that that's also one of the scary and vulnerable pieces about becoming, you know, when you do decide to live your life in this way, it's yeah. like, it's, it's you, you are the full, it's like, you are responsible for, for you. And there has to be so much faith in, in, in that, uh, letting, when you let your intuition lead the way that, um, but that doesn't mean, yeah, that you're not going to have those those moments of being scared or feeling vulnerable and certainly. So what I would love to just wrap this amazing conversation up with, uh, if each of you have any tips or advice for someone who might be curious or interested in becoming a a Reiki practitioner or allowing this um, to be a part of their journey, do you have anything that, that comes to you? Something even that you, that yourself prior to, to signing up for your first training would have really benefited to hear. Probably just go in with an open heart and just reap all the benefits that, that the universe can provide to you. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I love that with an open heart and no expectation because it's going to look yeah different for everyone. And, and that's a beautiful gift of it too. Sometimes we don't even realize I realize every day I'm like, wow, I can open my heart more, more, more. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, yeah, you can, I can treat myself better. Oh my God. Even more. Yep. Yeah, keep it going, keep it going. And it just doesn't stop. It's incredible. I say just soak it all in and there's no hurry. I I find, you know, there can be moments of anxiousness to get started to have this be your new profession if that's what you're excited about, which is beautiful. But I say go slow, soak it in, really get attuned with the energy in your body. And I tell you one tip, um, one thing that I did was I worked with, and I'm, I know you guys can't see me, but I'm smiling so big because she's been in and out my cat. Um, I worked with my cat so much when I was just getting attuned with the energy and seeing how she responded. And it's funny because here, uh, seven years later, she's about to jump up on my lap now. Every time, every time (laughs) I work with energy, she's there. And so if you have any furry friends, that's Mm -hmm. a great place to start to build confidence in your practice. And yeah, just go slow, love up on yourself and it will all unfold as it should. That's my advice. I love that. Yeah. The going slow aspect. And, and I think even in my training approach, like I wish, I mean, I could literally have a Reiki one training be an entire week, if not like an entire year, you know, and, um, and things just seem, you know, and I tend to like to split things up and draw things out a little bit more. And I even like split my Reiki master training into two because it, it, the fast, it doesn't allow the time for the integration, the time again for the sustainability and to really get to know it. And I love that, Lauren, there really is no rush. And even, you know, and when Dr. Yusui, the, you know, the founder of Reiki, 
there wasn't, you know, you didn't take a level one Reiki class. You just decided that this was going to be part of your class. And, and in time, as you grew as a practitioner, then he would, he would relay more information. And that's how you, you know, gradually attuned and, um, you know, and expanded your, your practice and your offering. So great point, Lauren, thank you. Um, my, my tip would be to, it might sound funny, but do it for you before you do it for others and really just keep yourself at the forefront of your mind, even though it's, it might sound contradictory because when we do Reiki, we're holding space for people that we're doing Reiki for. And it's not, it's not always about us as practitioners However, keeping yourself as your number one priority will just elevate your practice. So keeping you as your number one would be, would be mine. Yes. I love that. And that, and really that's the greatest gift that you can, can give yourself. And what kind of just came through as you were saying that is like, give your future self something to thank you for, you know, Mm -hmm. because it can be so easy to, even when we start to dip our toes into this, this whole wild world of spirituality to like, oh, there's so many, like our tendency to, to avoid ourselves, to avoid um, listening to ourselves, caring for ourselves, getting to know ourselves and, and I, I truly love that. It's a great place to, to really, to wrap this up is that it is, it's, it's first and foremost about yourself. And it's really the greatest gift that, that you can give in this lifetime, you know, as you, as you <clears throat> age and evolve to, to know that, 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 that you made that choice to make you that priority um, because life is going to be continuously giving you those opportunities and, and what better, what better place to start, you know, and what better time to start than now. Right. Oh, and it hasn't quarantine taught us that, you know, we, gotta, <laughs> we spend so much time with ourselves. We might as well. It's like, well, yeah. we're going to start hanging out more. <laughs> right. <laughs> like start feeling a little better. Got to feel it to heal it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for your own just vulnerability and honesty in this conversation. And I'm sure that everyone listening gained gained so much from it. And I'll I'll leave ways that they can reach out to you if there was anything that you shared that anyone listening um, wants to learn more. I know that Lauren, you have your space up in Bishop, and so if anyone's in her neck of the woods, certainly check her out. So I'll leave the ways that everyone can, can reach you if, if they feel so called. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. This was so incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.